tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Very good afternoon to our cherished listeners once again. It is indeed always exciting to come your way every Wednesday with your favorite business development program on Radio Masterclass. Masterclass comes your way every Wednesday at 1.15 p.m. and runs all the way through to 2 p.m. here on your superstation, Joy 99.7. Masterclass is powered by Joy Business and brought to us by Goyle. Goyle, they say good energy. Goyle, Yenara, Yedia. Just to also remind our cherished listeners that Joy is 25 years this year and we're celebrating 25 years of media excellence. Do join us in our celebrations as the year definitely continues to roll out. It's the 12th of February today and our discussions on Masterclass continues, the second month of the year 2020. And like we always say that if there's something that you wanted to do, something you wanted to start that you have not been able to start, it's only February. By all means, just do it. Just start. It definitely feels good to bring you today's edition of Masterclass. My name, as always, is Yavanafo, and I am your host for the show. We want to spend a bit more time today going into the crux of the discussion that we started last week. We'll be opening the phone lines a bit earlier today so that we can get interactive and you, our cherished listeners, can also share some thoughts. We had a lot of questions coming in last week. We managed to pick a few of them, um, so we'll try and start the question time with those ones. Uh, my producer tells me that the phones were ringing off the hook also. We'd, we'd, we'd just like to send the word out that we'll open the phone lines a bit early today, so by all means, stay close to your set. Um, if you're driving, you can park safely and listen in, and then when we open the phone lines, by all means, do pick up that phone, give us a call, or send us a message or a text and share your experiences with us so that Ghana can become better for it. The topic that we started discussing last week was that of emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence. And we were blessed to have with us in the studio, so that's a privilege to have with us in the studio the, per- the person of um, Mr. James Quissy Addison, who is the CEO and founder of the first Emotional Intelligence International Center in Ghana. He shared some wonderful thoughts with us. Um, we introduced the discussion on emotional intelligence, EI for short, 
what is emotional intelligence? Is it restricted to only one aspect of our lives? Or is it restricted to all aspects of our lives? You know, but we're just, we're just going to try and, and bring the discussion to the area of business and entrepreneurship today and try and find out that in your dealings as a business owner, in your dealings as a manager, in your dealings as an entrepreneur, in your dealings as someone who also works for another person as an employee, how does emotional intelligence play in the things you do every day? And just to give us an idea of, of I'm sure we all have um, a certain understanding of emotional intelligence, but someone once said to us, and we shared this on the show last week, that your actions are speaking so loudly that I cannot hear what you are saying. Your actions are speaking so loudly that I cannot hear what you are saying. We also tried to get a few thoughts on emotional intelligence, but today we just want to go straight into the discussion. Ms. Addison, we've, we've spent the whole of last week explaining and introducing the discussion on emotional intelligence and why it is so important for business owners and for employers to be able to consider and for people to be able to understand what it is in the first place. We had a few questions coming in when the, the question time started and people were asking questions. I work with um, a, a certain person and they are angry all the time. What do I do? Why are they angry all the time? You know, why do they behave the way they do? We need to be able to understand the context first, and then we can begin to ask the right questions and then deal with people. So today, let's just take it straight away. Today will be today's week two of our discussion. So if I'm correct, we'll be looking um, essentially at the, the the topics of passion, optimism, and independence, all in the context of entrepreneurship and in the business area or, the, or, or or in the business space. So take it straight away. Let's have that discussion and then we'll open the phone lines once you're done. Right. Thank you very much and uh, I'm grateful for the opportunity once again. Now to go straight to our point today, uh, I would like to recapture a brief definition of what we did last week. We got to know and I want us to appreciate the fact that Emotional intelligence is an indispensable set of social and emotional competences that is needed to leverage knowledge and emotions for positive change and business growth. Now, after that, what I want to look out for today is that if Mr. Addison is an entrepreneur and is into running a particular business or setting up a business, what kind of competences should Mr. Addison possess or learn Remember last week I also said that emotional intelligence is learnable, is teachable. So what kind of competencies should Mr. Addison possess in order to be a successful entrepreneur? And one of the things I want us to look at today is to look at three main things that have captured the POI, the poor. That is the passion, the optimism, and independence. And uh, uh, it's, it's worthy also to note that there is worth in emotions. There is money in emotions. When you are able to harness your emotions properly, you become rich or wealthy. Because Bill Gates was too much excited and happy into computers, and he's rich. Jack Mayer was rejected so many occasions, and out of rejection, he's rich. So there is wealth, some amount of wealth in emotions when it's properly managed. Was the very first one I want us to have a look at is what I call the passion. The passion. Uh, it is clear that the outcome of a passion of an entrepreneur is, is, is easily identified. And when you are passionate about what you're doing, it's likely, there's a likelihood that you'll be very successful. So a passion is that intense, positive 
energy or intense positive feeling that entrepreneur experiences when he is engaged in any entrepreneur activity. Now, how does that passion comes about? Is what I want I want to look at it today. I don't just want to simply give a definition that look for your passion or do what you love, but how do you know that this is my passion? And the very first aspect of the the, 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 the tips I want to give under this is that you must start with the right perspective. When I say start with the right perspective, it means be aware and believe that your passion can be located. Your passion can be found. <coughs> now, when you are able to find your passion, all other things being equal, you will be able to start a business and with a continuous and persistent harmonious passion, you will be able to be very successful. Now, looking at one's passion, now, how do I locate my passion? Now, one of the techniques is what I call debrief yourself. Now, take a look at who you were some years ago, when you were young. I remember when I was young in my uh, holy hometown, uh, Denmark. That's the only Denmark city in Ghana. <laughs> uh, at that uh, tender age, I, I, I was having a blackboard in my mother's family house that I gather people after school and I'll be teaching them. So who was I born to be? I was born to be a, a teacher. You get my point. So when you want to locate your passion, sometimes you can do that in your infancy. Revisit the landscape of your life and you see that there is a particular thing that you do with joy. You do without anybody motivating you. You do without any payment or salary uh, in in, in, in Insight that you are so happy to do that particular thing. Now, you also have to put into a right perspective of the fact that you, you must believe that you are now ready to do what you love with your life. I want people to take this portion very critically. To do what you love with your life. Now, if you decide to do what you want to do with your life, that means all is settled. As I sit here now, a lot of offers do come. But I want to look at the offer and I look at the prospect of what I have started. I prefer to stick with what I am doing. That means my family members, my church members, everybody around me now believe that James wants to do what he loves with his life. And that settles the matter. Now, in finding your passion, as soon as you find it, there may be some challenges. Even with your own self, there's a small voice in our head, in our mind. That keeps speaking to us. You can't do it. This is very difficult. People have done it in the field. 45 years, what can you do with your life, with this new thing? Now, what you have to do is now be able to fight against this rebellion of yourself and make sure that you have all the right and the needed information and the technique to make sure that what you have presumed to believe in is very good. Now, the next thing is what I call turn on your mental detector. Now, in turning on your mental detector, what are we talking about? You must put your mental agility at work and look at things from different perspectives. Now, you're beginning to see that there are particular things that you do, as I said, and you do it very well. You need to really pick it up. The next thing I want us to look at under the passion is what I call the umbrella passion. Most of the time, there are so many things that you do and you enjoy it. But there's the need for you to be successful entrepreneur. There's the need for you to look at what I call the mother passion. Now, the mother passion, you may be somebody who likes drawing, very good artist. Now, uh, 
to do to be able to do well in that now what you maybe you also enjoy community leadership you also enjoy working with children right now you are somebody that have that capability to convince customers you are somebody that can draw a logo and companies uh, how do you call it brand will suit i mean companies will find their brand in whatever design you have so what this person have to do is to come out of a company like a branding now in that branding what is going to happen is that the person will be able to satisfy the act drawing of drawing logos blocking and all those things you also be able to at least work with children because that is another passion because when you are not able to put the small small passions under the umbrella you get a particular job doing you find yourself doing a particular business and then you may not have time for the other bit of the passion that also goes to fight against your success as that and as i said you need to fight a rebellion now your own people what you have learned where you have been groomed for things you have heard is going to fight against you there's the need for you to really stand up against all those things very very important the next thing i want us to look at is what i call the optimism optimism is simply the ability to look at the brighter uh, part part of life now life is not that easy now as an entrepreneur you are likely to get setbacks from whatever initiative a business that you start now, when you are very optimistic, it means you will still remain focused and remain uh, truthful to yourself despite occasional or persistent setback. And a clear example is what I, I'm, I'm very happy with this example. is an example I picked from KFC. KFC was over 60 years in retirement. He decided to do something that he loved by cooking spices and sending them. He sent them to one thousand and eight locations just let them try when they try and the customers like it call me let me bring a repeat thousand and eight it was the thousand and nine that gave him the, the breakthrough so this is what we call the optimism just by the consistent normally i refer to you as occasional setback but this month if you look at kfc there was a consistent setback thousand and nine times but the man has that optimism of looking into the future with that brighter perspective. And without optimism, we are nobody because in the Bible, the Holy Book said, let the poor say, I am rich. Why should the poor suddenly say, I am rich? Because the brain will develop that synopsis and give you that zeal to be able to withstand the difficult time. So it's very, very important. Then how do we build optimism? In the very simplest form, one of the ways to become optimistic is to look for what I call the benefit in every situation. I read this from a book. The country itself was not specified, but a company in abroad that is into shoe manufacturing sent two of his marketing officers to one of the African countries that go and prospect for us to see what we can do. One of them sent a telegraph and said, please forget it, nobody wears shoes here. The other person said, please, today, let the shipment of all these things start to come because everybody needs you. What is the benefit of that particular situation? That is the most important because situations will come to us adversely. But what benefit does that situation present? Jack Ma, the richest uh, man in uh, China now, said, when everything is ready, there's no business. 
when everything is ready, there's no business. When I started emotional, I tell the people, say, Mr. Addison, how are people, even the people that train me, said, mm -hmm. how, how would you going to make money or something out of this? And I said, when I was leaving Ghana for UK for my master's in 2003, the computer that was in my office was near to an, a god, a lesser god. You can't go close <laughs> to the computer. But in a few years, I came back and computer and internet were nothing in every home. So I told them, if Denmark, if UK, America have seen the need and the importance of emotional intelligence, then it is coming very soon. So we need to be very optimistic. The other way to build optimism is to know value. What is the valuable lesson in that situation? Before you go on, I just, I just uh, reset something very quickly. You, you, you talked about KFC. Mm. And here's a bit of a background for, for those of us who are listening so we can Good. better appreciate the next topic you're going to talk about, which is optimism. Good. So passion and optimism. Good. It says KFC was founded by Colonel Harland Sanders, mm. an entrepreneur. He was an ex-serviceman ex mm. who had begun selling fried chicken mm. from his roadside restaurant in Corbin, in mm. Kentucky, mm. during the Great Depression. Sanders identified the potential of the restaurant franchising mm. concept mm. and the first Kentucky Fried Chicken franchise opened mm. in Utah mm. in 1952 after 1,008 tries. So whatever it is you're doing, can you imagine? The guy was the next serviceman. Yes. You would have said you should have gone into selling weapons or that is you know, the whole value chain of, of, of being a soldier. Good. But he did something he loved. That is it. And that was... And that is what chicken. yeah, and that is what maintained him. Yeah. You get him about looking at the I call it a consistent setback. It's not that uh, uh, hundred people there was a repeat and then it got to do and no no. This is a consistent setback. But but the man was still persistent because he loves it. I mean, this one I can do it without anybody asking me or begging me to do. Mm. So to become a very successful entrepreneur and for your business to stand the test of time, you must be very optimistic and you must learn the valuable lessons in every situation that present himself for instance you try a business and something happened just this year i put some trainings in mid of january and i could see that the turn up was not the best to my satisfaction what is the valuable lessons here that does not mean i shouldn't run trainings any longer now the valuable lesson is that mr addison looking at the the, the situations in january it's better you put it in what ending of January or February. So I've learned a valuable lesson here. And that is the only way I can be persistent and believing in what I do. The other way to be very optimistic is what I call disputing. You must have the ability to dispute. This is a technique of having the ability to look out for irrational thoughts in the brain and try as much as possible to replace them with rational thinking. You start something and tell you will never be successful. That small voice tells you, you'll never be successful. You're going to fail. You can't make it. Now, what then you have to do is look at, I mean, you are reading. You're doing, you get the techniques. You have the technical know-how. Why is this small voice still speaking to you? Why are you still believing that people that at the age of 50, your life is over because there's a saying that life begins at 40. So when you get to 50, KFC started at the age of 60 and beyond. So what you have to do is, if you have all other things right, then you must replace them. And this is where we enter into what we call the brain rewiring, your ability to display some of these things. And to rewire your brain, you can start to celebrate small successes. When I started, I never knew I would be a joy. Uh, FM 99.7 especially was considered to be the best in Africa 
So for me to be here, it means I have been able to defeat a lot of things that people might have thought is never possible. And that is the only way your business can run. Very, very, very important. The last thing I want us to look today is what I call the independence. Who is that entrepreneur who is not independent? Because taking a decision, taking a particular course of action, maintaining it through and flowing it through to ensure that you are responsible for the consequences that comes with it has a greater impact on your economic sources. Now, if you are not able to take a decision, and I will give you an example. Go back to the richest man in uh, China, Jack Me. He said in 2004, he, at that time he had decided for almost three years to enter into online payment. But whenever he discussed with stakeholders, they will tell you, don't joke, when you fill this one, you go to jail. So he said in the World Economic Forum at 2004, he listened to a particular man. You see, this is where we need to take information seriously. Now, sometimes when you talk about information, you see, the Bible says, know the truth and the truth are set you free. Any truth that you know and you are not set free is not the truth. I listened to somebody on just a pension, and he said that most of the time, we, when we get money as a salary, we pay our bills. We pay, we give something for chop money. But we don't pay anything to ourselves. I'm looking for that man to go and buy the book. Look, we don't pay for ourselves. And when I heard that, I said, wow, this month, this year, I have to start paying for myself out of my own salary. So we need to value information. Jack Mann said he had information from one of the speakers. And from there, he called his people, said, please, we are going to do what we call the early pay. As we speak now, and they said, if we fail, we're going to jail. They said, yeah, Jack Mayer is prepared to go to jail. If I'm in jail and the second in command could not complete this, he will also come to the jail and the third person will continue until we have it right. So at a point in time, you must take a decision and you, you, you must be convinced that this is it. That is what makes you a leader. And the man said, now 800 million people are using the pay, the, the, the early pay. This is a decision. So you need to be independent after listening to everybody. Now, getting people's idea and weighing them does not necessarily mean that you are dependent or you can't take a decision. Anybody that is indecisive can never run any business that will, will stand the test of time. So briefly, uh, I think these three things are very, very crucial for a person as an individual must then possess this in order to move on and do a very good business. Wow, very passionate <laughs> rendition there. If you just joined us, this is Masterclass mm-hmm. on your Superstation Joy 99.7 and we're spending time in the studio with Mr. Addison here mm-hmm. talking to us about emotional intelligence and how it plays in the realm of business and in the space of business. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Addison, I have a few questions but mm-hmm. I think we want to get interactive quite early today. <laughs> so um, I'm going to put the phone lines out mm-hmm. and then we're going to open the phone lines and then we'll allow our listeners to also be a part right. of that discussion. But I have some good news. Let me share that first. Okay. If you have any motor vehicle of any kind, then I do have some good news for you. Gold's new super synthetic 5W20 and 5W30 loops are the best engine oils for your vehicle. They are specially engineered engine oils which efficiently work on all modern petrol and diesel engines. They clean, they protect, they reduce fuel consumption. They prolong oil change intervals and they enhance your engine performance right from when you start up to when you switch off. So go to any Gulf filling station today and grab the new Gulf Super Synthetic 5W20 and 5W30 engine oils for superior vehicle performance. Goyle, they say good energy, Goyle, Yenara. 
get there. I just want to go straight to the phone lines now. Numbers to call 0302216541. That's 0302216541. You want to send us a comment also, you can do that on 0244340437. If you are driving, please make sure you park before you send us a message. We also want you to arrive alive. With a campaign that Joy is running, um, running. So don't text while you drive. If you're driving, make sure you park and send us a message or a question or a contribution on 0244-340-437. Otherwise, pick up that phone, give us a call on 0302-216-541. We're talking about emotional intelligence in the business space, emotional intelligence in entrepreneurship. How does it play in your office? How does it play in your business? What is it that you're doing? How do you reflect emotional intelligence in that space? The question I want to ask, you know, um, while we wait for our first caller, is this that, like culture, Mm. emotional intelligence is something that you, should I say, apply to a certain foundation. Mm. So, your emotions are a basic foundation. They are there. Mm. Now, how you you handle them determines whether you are emotionally intelligent or not. So, is there anything like bad emotional intelligence? Yes. There are, there are negative. Well, that's what I, I want to set that foundation before, before, before Good, we go. Yeah, there are bad emotional intelligence. And a clear example I can give you is Adolf Hitler. Mm. Adolf Hitler was able to play on the emotions of his people to believe that that color German is the only people that are precious on this earth. Mm. So there are people that can... I, I don't want to say this, but let me try and say it. You know, most of the time, politicians play on our emotions mm. because they knew that when they hit that part, oh, because it's from this tribe, that is why they want to do this. We turn away from the reality check. What has the person really done? Has he broken the law? Is somebody that smart to know that when the emotional part is set in, the rational brain is hijacked by the emotional brain. Mm. So without the split of without within that split of a second, the rational brain cannot think rationally. So most of the time, people press that button of emotional irrationality. Let me ask you: We don't have that skill. Yeah, you, you run into for an HR manager who's hiring, or for a business owner who's hiring. Mm. And I was going to come to that about the various stages of of, of setting up a business. Okay, how do you test? emotional intelligence Good. in the interview process. Good. So again, like based on what you just said, Good. we can just say that a person is either emotionally intelligent or Good. not. Good. So how do you test for emotional intelligence Good. in an interview process? Good. For example. Good. Now, for example, if I'm on interview panel and I've trained somebody an emotional intelligence to go for an interview, the first thing that the person will do is have to empathize with the company as stake. When you use empathy, as your starting point for an interview, you are likely to get a job. Imagine this crisis in the banking sector, and if I employ you as a top official, the board directors are there. You enter the room and you start empathizing with them. I know it's difficult now for banks. I know the crisis might have hit you one way or the other, but you are still hiring me, and I appreciate all this. And as soon as you start doing that, before you get to home, they've called you. So emotional intelligence can be tough. So you come to us and you, you don't empathize. You don't seem to know what we are going through and how it is hitting us. You've lost it. If oh. I'm on that panel, yeah. I won't take you. Because empathy is what is going to sustain you to be with us. Next week, that is where we're going to go into right. the group dynamics and making sure that you don't build a business alone, but you build with people. Right. I mean, I, I have found that that has worked a lot in a lot of interviews for certain people. Wow. But isn't that manipulation? Of some uh, sort, if you, no, if you, will. You, you see, emotional intelligence shouldn't be taken like any other course. 
that we know that people have attended UCC. They had first class in become. They know customer is the king. But when you meet them, nothing shows that customer is the king. Because their emotions are not right. You, you, you get to my they've gone for all trainees. But he himself is coming from work with particular emotions. And the employer doesn't recognize that. But he's also a human being and not a machine. So it has impact on him. So when he sits there, all the theories are gone. So emotional intelligence must be trained properly. People must be properly trained so that we don't it doesn't just become rhetoric that I'm emotionally intelligent, but put them on the tax instead, they can't do it. So if you come and you, you fake, who are you faking? It will catch up with you. Mm. Yes. If you say you are that good, supportive, and you put you are put in a team and you are failing, people can't even come to you. And most of HRs in this part of the world have become ten gods. Mm. These are the people that should these people should have been able to confine in them. Now the people fear HR. Mm. Yes, people are afraid of them, mm. and they don't know what they are doing to their companies. Because people are giving them what we call presentism. I am here, you want me to be here. Three hours, I've done nothing. And they are just giving you 45% of their productivity. So it's in the interest of every HR to make the workplace environment emotionally charged, emotionally balanced. It's a very, it's a very strong point you yeah. make there. I've yeah. got a comment on social media. This yeah. one... Um, you didn't add your name. I'll be grateful if you add your name <laughs> to your messages. Um, this one says, Mr. Addison has really taught us well from last week's session and today. Mm. I hope many will get to know what he is teaching. Mm. Please, can you share your contact number? We'll share the contact number of the Emotional Intelligence Center, isn't it? Yeah. Before before we close so that you can pick it. So please, by all means, do keep listening. Mm. Let me ask this question. For an entrepreneur mm. who would go through the various motions, for example, mm. of setting up a company, um, first of all, deciding what it is, what product he, he wants to deal with, yeah. setting up the company, dealing with the challenges of setup, dealing with regulators, finding financing, packaging and pushing his sales, hiring the right resource, mm. and handling growth. Mm. In all of these processes, mm. He has to make decisions. Mm. The decisions will be made on the bedrock of his attitude, mm. his experience, mm. his um, qualifications or competencies, mm. yes. and of course, his emotions. Mm. Just very briefly, if you can touch on each of these for me, mm. what would be a good scenario mm. that we can recommend for an entrepreneur? Mm. In, in, in finding your purpose, I'll start that for you. In finding your purpose, you mentioned that yeah. do what you love. Yes. Because it is what you love that comes to you naturally, yeah. and that is what will be able to sustain going mm. forward. Yeah. In terms in, of challenges. In setting up the company, dealing mm. with regulators, dealing with challenges, finding financing, mm. how will emotional intelligence play in that space for an entrepreneur? Yeah, okay. We, we know one of the, when you talk about decision, one of the things that I want to uh, emphasize is reality check. Mm. This is simply your ability to look at the corresponding between what is really on the ground and what is perceived. So most of the time, decision goes wrong because our reality checks are very wrong. For instance, if you are hiring, and then uh, somebody on an interview just whispered to you that that gentleman came in, uh, I, I heard that he's insubordinate and that kind of thing. Now, this person comes, all the questions are getting right, the body language is depicting the right manners. But because of what that person has said, you use that not to take that person. That means your decision is, is, is going to go wrong. I, you, you, you're getting my point. Yes. Now, in emotions, you also must do what we call the impulse management. Mm-hmm. Ability to delay your decision for a split of a second. That will make a difference. Very, very critical uh, building block in decision and group dynamics. At any point in time, 
delay your decision for a split of a second. What you are doing is that at that moment, the emotional brain has hijacked the rational brain. So when you, re when you relax, you are, you are allowing them to, to, to calm down. And mm -hmm. that space of time, you will be able to put one or two things together and make the right decision. Mental agility is also very, very important when it comes to entrepreneurial decision. Mental agility simply means put into practice. Look at a various perspective of taking a decision. Now, somebody have, the person have failed in one project. Oh, that person is a failure. You, you have to look at other circumstances that might have contributed to that. Other so that variables. Other variables. So any entrepreneur that is not very good with mental agility, that's looking at things from different perspectives and just look at things from one perspective, will have a problem. Well, that be synonymous to what we often hear people say, you should be quick to listen and slow to speak. That is this. I've oftentimes heard people say that in a business, in, mm. in, in running a business and all of that. Mm. When you've typed an email, hmm. sometimes when it's a response to an angry situation yes. or an emotionally tense <laughs> situation, Good. save it, go yes. home, come back the next yes. day, read through it yeah. again, you or get someone else to read it, and you find that, <laughs> that you it. may not send the first no, draft no, no, no. You won't. that you sent. You won't. And, and in doing that, you, hmm. you would be exercising some level of intelligence. That is it. On your emotion. That is it. You are managing it for good. In a corporate setting for a meeting, Sometimes you see that somebody has said something into bracket, you call it nonsense. Mm -hmm. Your body starts shaking. So the technique is that whatever you want to say, just start to write it. When you read at it, you just, just let's forget this one. <laughs> so there, there are techniques that when you consistently practice them, it becomes part of you and it's sort of habitual. That is why we say emotional intelligence is learnable. A child will live with a parent, a very calm and respectful parent. And he goes out and people say, hey, this one there straight away mm -hmm. why are they saying that it's a simple modeling the child has been infected with that particular kind of behavior because as you said emotions are with us they are within us now it is our uh, for us to have that wealth in emotion the rich in emotion the money in emotion then we should be able to locate them and harness them for good that's Okay. So one of the, I mean, things that essentially we're saying here is that mm. as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, having done everything else, mm. which is your competencies, finding resourcing and all of that, Good. you must also place emphasis on yourself Good. to achieve a certain mm. basic level of emotional intelligence. That is it. Because that mm. can can affect your business negatively. That is Assuming it. that you went for a loan from the bank, for example, mm. and let's say you want to apply X percent of the loan to, to buy raw materials. Mm because they're going out of season, but it will mean you have to store it for the next season. We had somebody on, on, on the show who, who um, shared these thoughts with us. Mm. You have to make a decision between buying it now at a cheap price and buying it later at a higher price, but it being fresh and ready to use. Mm. If you panic and you make that decision mm. based on emotion, mm. you could lose your money. Good. So a wrong exercise of emotional intelligence mm. as an entrepreneur mm. can cost you money. That is it. Talk to us about yes. it. Yes. Unmanaged emotions have a cost. Most of the time, people are not able to relate emotions and the cost. In the year 2013, this is a EU-funded project that was carried out by Matrix. Mm -hmm. They found out that the whole of Europe, the 27 nations, is costing them 620 billion euros in relating to managing uh, psychological and emotional decisions that were either made or not made because of emotions, emotions which cost cost them yes and one one of them that is very prevalent in workplace is what we call presentism and absenteeism that portion alone was 270 billion us uh, 
270 billion euros. Presentism. I am present, but I'm not doing anything meaningful because the environment is not emotionally stable. Mm. Absenteeism. People can just go to doctor and tell and complain, and they have to. You have to listen to them, especially in abroad. When I say I have a bad ache, uh, back ache, <laughs> you find out that there's nothing. I still continue to complain. You give me some leave to go, and you see that even the productivity is what is affected. Very turnover rate is very high. Imagine you train somebody for 10 years and the person leaves because of an unmanaged emotions. Look at what happened at the banking hall of Midland, the Midland case in Ghana. Mm -hmm. Yes, if the bankers and the police had been emotionally intelligent enough, that cost wouldn't have come to the bank. You get my point? God, they couldn't understand yeah. why the woman is behaving differently as per the behavior standard that they expect in the bank. But what they fail to do is that they, they fail to recognize that all emotions are good. That whatever the woman was doing at that time might be first be admitted that it's good. Now let's find out whether what caused it merit what he or she was doing. Mm. And in that way, if they have also empathized with the woman and be very supportive, they would have gotten to that limit. Very, very important. This is Masterclass on your Superstation. If you just tuned in, what are your thoughts on the discussion that's going on currently? We're talking about emotional intelligence and entrepreneurship, emotional intelligence in your workplace, emotional intelligence in your business. How have you made your decisions? Have you made them out of anger? Have you made them out of happiness? What are the decisions you've made financially? These are the questions we're asking. Pick up that phone and give us a call, 0302-216-541. That's 0302-216-541. Otherwise, you can also send us a comment on 0244-340-437. I have a question for you. Okay. Oftentimes, mm. so you gave examples last week of the different types of emotions. Mm. There's joy, there's sadness, there's anxiety, and, and I mean, it goes on and on yeah. and on and on. I find that sometimes in certain shops, even in this country, and people have begun to learn in this country, in the malls and other places, you walk into a shop, a clothing shop, the items that they're selling are, can also be sold on the streets for, let's say, one-third the price. But you're, you're standing in this shop in the mall, and they're selling this thing for you three times the price. But the atmosphere is cool. You're enjoying it. They're playing some good music. You're tapping your feet. The atmosphere strangely smells very good. Mm. It's working on your mind. Mm. I did a bit of research. Mm. There are hormones that are referred to as happy hormones. Yes. Examples dopamine. of which are dopamine, oxytocin, okay. endorphins, and all of that. Good. Businessmen have researched and found out through science mm. that if I can invoke your happy hormones yeah. within my space, mm. results show that you will spend more in my space. So you walk into a space and you walk out and you ask yourself, why did I buy all this? What am I going to use it for? Yes. But while you were there, mm. a certain thing happened to you you didn't realize, yes. which caused you to spend. Mm. Let's talk about that in our business and how we can leverage on mm. that. Mm. So what should the entrepreneur do? What should the business owner do? Mm. How much emphasis should they place on their space? Mm. On uh, Okay, I think I have a caller on the line. Let's, <laughs> let's take the call. Good afternoon. You're welcome to Masterclass. Hello, good afternoon. You're welcome to Masterclass. Okay, I'm struggling to hear you. If you can hear me, please give us a call back. We definitely want to hear um, your thoughts. But coming back to that question, what can um, business owners leverage on mm. regarding their space, mm. their atmosphere, mm. the temperature, mm. the look and feel? Mm. People often play, play down on those things, mm. but how can they work it out in order to be able to make some good money? Before you answer that question, let's try it again. Hello, good afternoon. You're welcome to Masterclass. 
Hello, good afternoon. You're welcome to Masterclass. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm struggling to hear you, but we definitely want to hear your question. Otherwise, you can also send us a comment um, on 0244-340-437. If your call is not coming through, send us a comment on 0244-340-437. How can our Ghanaian businessmen leverage on this thing that multinationals are doing and making Good. money? Good. <laughs> you know, here, this uh, brings me back to a question. I think yeah. let me do justice to that person. Last week, yeah. the person said that emotional intelligence is a bit... Expensive, so uh, would I still recommend that? Yes, there was a question like that. You mm. asked me to have a look at that, so yeah. I will do a justice to that and I will link into to this side. Okay. You know, if the person is not talking about business intelligence but mm. emotional intelligence, then you could see that we will still have to invest in emotional intelligence training because mm. when emotional intelligence, when the workplace is emotionally stable. Discretional effort goes up. That people do things, they go to that extra mile without necessarily being asked to do. Now, productivity increase. Very, very important. Productivity, productivity increase. Very, very important. The rate of turnover goes down. Sick leave and all those things go down. When you, so when you look at all this benefit that accrue to businesses, who train their staff in emotional intelligence, then there's the need for us to take a, a serious look at it. Now, back to your question. This is what I call emotional differentials. You know, in economics, we practice uh, price discrimination, that the same good can be sold to other people looking at their strength to buy. And as you said, the multinationals are really leveraging on emotions. Now, when you enter the mall, you see that music that is being played. They know that this big man, the man that uses this Mercedes-Benz, would like to buy the same Milo from a particular shop with some particular environment with somebody attending to him. So what they, what they are doing is to cash in on this kind of emotions of these people. And they are doing perfectly well. I remember uh, an example from UK. There is there are people at, the, at, the, at the, the, the shopping mall. There are people at the gate. Uh, I remember Walmart in the UK and Asda. They have customer officers at the, at the, in front of the shop. When you get there, they greet you, they take you in, they leave you there, they come outside when you are leaving, they smile to you, they ask you a few questions. And you know, all these things are a way so when, when they give you that kind of warm reception, you will promise, even if you want to go and do window shopping, you will end up buying something from them. You feel good. You feel appreciated. And when people are uh, appreciated on their emotions, they tend to do whatever they want, they, 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 they want you to do. And that is what the research is telling you about the dopamine. They inject you with that feeling, that excitement, that love, and you are there to do anything. So emotions are very powerful. In emotions, you, you have to sell with emotions. Mm. When you sell to rationality, you are likely not to make that good sales. So emotions are very important in even selling. What will you say to the business owner who, mm. oftentimes you find this in, in, in businesses, SMEs mm. and all of that, mm. you have a very difficult customer mm. who, if you handle them well, later mm. on they become your best customer. That is it. Because, the, I mean, the, the cheapest and the best way of advertising is by word of mouth. Yes. The reverse is also true. Mm. The, way, the best way to, to destroy your business is also by word mm. of mouth. Now, you find a customer who, who 
is so difficult. Mm. And you find the business owner say, I don't care. Take your money away. Mm. Take your business away. Mm. You hear that often. Mm. What is happening in that scenario? Wow, wow. Is it's a bad expression of emotion, yes, isn't it? Yes. And it's going to yes. cost the cost. business owner some money. Good, good. You know, the business owner's emotion was also triggered. But what we have to do is what we call the validation in emotions. People will trigger your emotions, right? It cause you angry, cause you frustrated. But then, if you can really handle them properly, then you need to validate their emotion. Mm. In validating of emotion, especially with your example, to the customer, what you are saying is that it's not that you continue to support the customer to either insult or be subordinate mm. to, the, to the owner. Mm. But then you are telling the customer that, I know something might have gone wrong. I know somebody might have mishandled you mm. here one way or the other. But you know something, I'm here to be of support to you. Mm-hmm. Now, as okay. soon as you validate, right, as soon as you validate, mm-hmm. there's going to be a collaborative effort right. than adversary. Very, very, very Let's important. take this quick one on social media and okay. then we run out of time. I'm running out of This one is from Richard, coming 25. Mm-hmm. He says, good afternoon, Joy FM. I'm enjoying the discussion and learning a lot. I think emotional intelligence in business is summed up in Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. <laughs> it says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Mm. Ms. Addison, <laughs> ten, 10 seconds. What's yeah. our take out for today? Now, our take out for today is and that... And what we're uh, doing next week. Good. I want us to find and locate our passion because it's possible for us to locate our passion. Secondly, your business uh, prosperity is directly related to your optimism. So